how my sly dungeon master baited me into killing a king, and I took it hook, line, and sinker. You slash yes it matches says, I actually got blindsided as a player a couple nights ago. This is a long-term campaign, started at level 1 and we're now at level 18. We had been called to the chambers of the king of my home kingdom, which is not the kingdom that we're currently in. Upon entry to the kingdom of Dommelshire, we can see that things are not well. The citizens are bowed and bent, there are slaves in the merchant and upper city that appear better cared for than the serfs in the fields. Muggings and theft are mostly left unpunished, but when they are punished, the traditional loss of hand is done cruelly and as painfully as can be done, and many do not live through the process. Finally, we reach the king, and this is where my backstory comes into play. I have a rather trope backstory for this character, as the character that my character is based on had a trope backstory. My parents were the city's blacksmith, human, and an elven barwench from the tavern. Late one night, when my character was about 13, her mother gave her to a smuggler to spirit me out of the city. I fought to stay, but as he carried me around the corner, I could hear the city watch set upon my home. We were too far to hear the screams, but I could easily see the flames rise and my home raised. And that was how my character ended up as a criminal smuggler, aiding the innocent when only a criminal can save them. I gave my DM leeway to work anything else into the background and I'm always happy to have surprises based on my background happen. So back to the story. As I walk into the king's chamber with my companions, I state that I, as normal, stay toward the back of the group as I have trouble with authority figures and our bard makes a much better face. DM figures that since I'm the shortest of the group, I'm mostly hidden from the king. Bard and king go back and forth, pleasantries and the reason for our summoning, track down the famous smuggler Davin of Loxsea, my mentor, which put me on edge. Negotiations take place over the price of the bounty, of whether it is valid, dead or alive, etc, etc. Since our barbarian is feeling left out, as the bard and king go back and forth, I decide to be the devious brat that my character is, and whisper to the barbarian from behind. Geez, if the bounty is that high, the smuggler must be impossible to find, and must have fled the kingdom with the good queen's virtue. I'd suggest it could have been the honorable king's virtue, but he seems like a man long separated from any virtue. Of course, our barbarian as well as the barbarian's player both start laughing, to the point of approaching kilt wedding. Ha! Huh. Once the king restores order, he asks the barbarian, What is so funny? Please, share it with the rest of the court. Gods bless our barbarian for having more charisma than wisdom. My lord, didn't mean to cause offense. Just have to get a humor as to what this smuggler slinked off with, or slinked into, as it be. The king's mood darkened instantly. The smuggler nigh two decades ago slinked off, as you say, with my last bastard child and the only possible threat to my crown. I'd send you after her if I could give you more information than she was just barely a teenager when he took her. Plus, how could I describe a half-elf lowborn that would stand out? At this point, I had no doubt he was talking about me. I stepped out from behind everyone and lowering the shawl that I was wearing, walking forward, the murderous rage building in my character's eyes as I approach. How about you describe her as a half-elf woman, nigh 30 years in age, with coal-black hair and her mother's emerald green eyes, daughter of the, as you so pronounced, traitorous barwench Katita, daughter of the, as you also so pronounced, traitorous blacksmith Thandric, given the birth name of Drusilla Belladonna and known as a member of the Meistersmith family clan. I'm sure half of the reward offered for Davin would have secured you that information. I pause and the DM informs me that I don't need to roll an intimidation check. The king is already frozen stiff and about ready to shit himself. I continue forward, egged on by the DM's praise. But in your impotent mind, you would rather find the one that robbed you of the pleasure of murdering me. How many other bastard children did you kill? 
How many other mothers and fathers did you kill that night, so your worthless shitbag of an arse could stay protected on that throne? I then drew my dagger and looked at the DM, expecting to be told to roll initiative. Nope, the DM just grinned and shook his head. The only thing I could think is, holy F, did the DM just kill the king baited me and wants to see if I will do it? Is that a dare? Sure enough, I took another step, danger close now. Still no roll, no guards moving to attack me, nor do they appear cowed by my words, but there are some looks of shock in the crowd. My eyes lock back on the kings. Well, your grace, it seems your ways have bred a kingdom that would happily be traitorous, or at least stand by and allow a traitorous thing to happen to you. Now let me fill your belly with the same that you would have filled mine with on that fateful night. And I then drive my dagger into his gut. Since I didn't withdraw the dagger, I just keep pulling it up and across his gut, doing my best not to saw out his insides, or make it as painful and as drawn out a death as possible. It took full four minutes before the king quit screaming and fell lifeless into his throne. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how my character that had no idea she even wanted to kill a king slightly derailed the quest start to brutally kill the king in his throne, surrounded by his guards and the rest of the court, and not to mention, live to walk out of that throne room. It's a trap. We literally walked out of the throne room and the castle, and the night effectively ended. Game-wise, the characters walked out of the castle in stunned silence. My character stunned that I had that much anger toward that man inside of me, and the rest of the party stunned that all of us were alive and not put under arrest. Upon reaching the tavern, we sat silently for four hours drinking, and only when it was time to settle up was a word spoken by anyone. Bard. We... we should sleep and then ready ourselves for what dawn may bring. Barb, Cleric, and Sorcerer in unison. Who's paying? Me. Party rules. If you cost the job, you pay for the drinks. A rule set back in like session 10, after losing 15 out of 20 jobs because of stupidity from either the bard putting his peewee in something, the barbarian by ripping the arms off of something, the cleric over moral hangups, and the sorcerer by leaving something in ashes. Mostly the bard inserting his mini bard into something. And as the calendar was marked for the first time that the rogue pays for drinks, we ended the night. The trap is sprung. The party spent the night relatively undisturbed in the tavern, the bells not tolling until the next day and next game session. Our session starts with the bells tolling, chiming for the death of the king and the horrors yet to come. My character is roused by the chamberlain of the kingdom, pounding on my door, informing me that the grand vizier needs to see me, as matters regarding who would take the throne needed to be decided. Let me tell you that by law and right, being both the sole surviving member of the bloodline, I am the heir of the throne, law, and since I technically led an invasion, as defined by the law of the land as leading a group of outsiders that took up arms against the crown and killed the king, Right, not really a bloodless coup, but as close as it could have been for an invasion. So, yay me? I'm queen? Well, because this kingdom is a kingdom of laws, of course there's paperwork and oaths and everything to be signed. At first, everything seems to be going just fine. Maybe a little excessive on the paperwork side of things. And both my character and I personally start to feel like this is an honest attempt to bury something in the administrative paperwork. The DM grins ear to ear. Roll insight! Nat 20. Nuff said. DM grins even more. Yes, the Grand Vizier has been trying to bore you with all the legal scrolls and get you into habit of just giving the documents a quick readover before you sign. The document that you were just handed has a line buried in it that reads, I, Drusilla Belladonna, the Shining Morning Star, Saver of Dunstanburg, Breaker of Sieges, titles, titles, and yes, everyone in the group has at least 9 or 10 honorifics and titles that can be used, do solemnly swear to wholeheartedly heed and trust in the guidance of my Grand Vizier and the other members of the Small Council. And it goes on to give reasons and precedents of why it is this way. But something still felt off about the document. I call our sorcerer over and ask her to see if there's anything special about this document. 
The sorcerer instinctively casts Detect Magic, which is active only long enough for the sorcerer to know that the document is magical, but suddenly flickers out, while at the same time her lone stone falls to the ground. Arcane check not needed, someone just dropped anti-magic field. All eyes turn to the Grand Vizier. Grand Vizier. There is no need for petty tricks like that. The documents are protected by magic so that they do not rot. Party doesn't buy it. Grand Vizier. Hmm. Party. Hmm. Grand Vizier. Fine. Should have known that it would come to this. A legendary group as yourselves is worldly enough to be familiar with all these tricks. Let us do away with these false pretenses. You will serve me. This is my kingdom. I will continue to rule this kingdom and prove to my lords that I am worthy to be named among them and take my rightful place in the true nine kingdoms. The body of the Grand Vizier starts to twist and contort unnaturally, doubling then nearly tripling in size. Horns and wings spout from his body in streaks of sulfuric flames. Party. Oh shit! Pit Fiend! Roll of initiative. I lead, followed by the Pit Fiend, then the Bard, then the Barbarian, Sorcerer, and lastly our Cleric. The battle rages. Bard dropped in round one. Sorcerer goes down by round two. I'm in bad shape at the end of two. Cleric is a War Cleric, so it's doing okay-ish. Barbarian is Barbarian and is Barbarian-ing. Then the dice gods smile upon us. I crit, so roll something crazy. 2d8 plus 18d6 plus 8, and do 100 damage even. BA to disengage and move behind my lovely meat shields. Pit Fiend is pissed, and it is his turn now. In his rage, he moves directly at me, provoking attacks of opportunity from both the cleric and the barbarian. The barbarian, my lovely, lovely hero of a half-orc barbarian, rolls for his attack. I'm gonna take the minus five and swing for the fences using Great Weapon Master. Crit! 5d12 plus some magic stuff and whatever his sickening bonus to damage is because of deciding to go for broke with Great Weapon Master and being a raging frenzied berserker barbarian. Pit Fiend does not look good, and it does not look good for the Pit Fiend. Cleric attacks. It is not a crit. Rolls for damage. It's a 1. Minimum damage for the win. Party. Worried looks all around, not sure if we can handle another round or two of this abuse. DM. Finishes with his math. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, congrats to Vare. Those 8 points of damage managed to kill the Pit Fiend. It falls dead. Party. Oh, man. With the Fiend banished back to the Nine Hells, multiple contracts are now void, and many of the Royal Court are suddenly horrified by their actions. Small chaos breaks out, but we get it contained, even if we look completely wasted. Game time is fast-forwarded a month, as we start to put the kingdom back together. We place Davin on the throne to rule in my stead, because there are still a couple of plot threads that our party want to tie off. Yes, I know, we just gave the DM a means for our, at least my, destruction. So yeah, even though we pushed the envelope, or at least I did, all things worked out in the end. Live life at the end of a barrel, be nonchalant like the badass movie villain, and still get the last laugh at the end. Indeed, in this queendom, kings bow down. Hope you all liked the video. Have you had similar experiences of almost falling victim to a well-laid trap and getting your behind saved by a heroic barbarian? Do share your thoughts in the comments section below. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.